you have until the count of five. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. You got to the count of five. Welcome to Got Till Five. We are Got Till Five now, aren't we? Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. we are. Yeah, we are. This is Jesse Benz doing the intro for the first time. This is when it's all going to turn around and everything's going to be amazing. Um, <laughs> and so Jesse Benz, that's me. And my beautiful co-host is... Mr. Max Curtin. See, that's how you come in. Straight away on a drop. Straight away. Well done. Very um, professional. Uh, we're an hour late because I needed to eat pizza. Max has had chicken Kievs. We are good to go. <laughs> Get really into the fine details, and I've had a lot of computer issues. So if I sound bad this evening, my apologies. My apologies to the listeners. Uh, I'm half a bottle of wine down in frustration, and yeah, this has been done over over telephone. And I'm in charge of recording for the first time. So we might have to record this a couple of times. Ah, oh, we won't. It was going to be brilliant. This is going to be a one take wonder. <laughs> What's our top five this week, Jesse? Our top five is, um, sorry, bear with me, I'm pouring myself some ginger beer Pepsi Max. It's pretty damn good. Um, I haven't had that yet. What's it like? It's all right. It's not as gingery as um, as I'd hoped, to be honest, um, but it's um, perfectly acceptable. Um, our top five this week is top five current performing wrestlers. So our first week was top five wrestlers of all time, which could include retired or um, current um, I don't think I had any current in mind. Um, did you? Uh, no, I think we were all pretty much of the old school, either retired, dead, or redacted. Nice, yeah. Well, redacted is very important. Um, uh, apologies if I sound a bit weird, by the way. I'm coming off a cold, and if I have a cough and fear at any point, please bear with me. Um, I just thought, this is the first week where Chris Benoit can not make an appearance on this list, and if you do, you're a goddamn miracle worker. <laughs> Here's the cough, see? I'll make him laugh this evening. No, um, I'm trying to look. No, none of my top five have ever had a match with um, Benoit either, so I can't. I can't bring him up in any way. That's really irritating. Even though we just talked about him, so I kind of screwed myself there. Yeah, he's still involved. Well done, Chris. Um, okay. Um, so first off, though, we need to talk about Helen Cell, don't we? Not Helen Cell. That was ages ago. We need to talk about TLC. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, you're two hours behind there. Um, do you want to talk about the match quality or our uh, forfeit predictions? Oh, let's do the predictions first. Okay. Get so, it out of the way. Um, for people who don't know, me and Jesse do a prediction for each pay-per-view series where we try and guess who the winner of the matches are, but that's too easy, so we also try and predict what Mautzer will give the ratings for each match. And... Um, yeah, so we just had TLC happen, which luckily we recorded on Saturday, right? So we knew about the changes with like Kurt and AJ coming in. Yeah, that worked out nicely for us. That did work out nicely. You would think, and then it, still, it just all kind of went to pot. So uh-huh. in terms of match predictions, Jesse corrected... Uh, I shouldn't have drank half a bottle of wine before doing it, should I? <laughs> this is going to be a bad evening. Uh, so Jesse correctly predicted four correct winners... I, on the other hand, predicted three correct winners. <laughs> now, Mautzer ratings came out today for us, and I've um, been tallying up when I should have been doing my actual day job that I get paid for. Uh, I've been working out the point system on this. Um, we both actually scored one point for Alexa Bliss and Mickey James, because we both guessed three, and it was a 2.75, so we were on the money on that one. Nice. Um 
Kalisto and Enzo got a 1.75. That's yeah, the lowest rated match of the card. What did uh, we predict? Uh, we predicted higher than that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, move on. Higher than that. Um, Asker and Emma, I was kind of surprised about. Asker and Emma got a 2.5, and I actually I, kind of enjoyed that match. I feel like I was on the money, though, because I remember going quite low for that. You predicted exactly 2.5. <laughs> yeah, this is You actually good. On, on a lot of them. You you predicted um, the Shield match pretty much exact. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. I'm telling you a lie. It was that one you predicted correctly. Uh, you got lucky with the three-on-five match. So... After the Meltzer score, Jesse predicted four correctly. I predicted three correctly, meaning that the score is eight to six. Which means I'm the winner. And I have to do a forfeit. <laughs> oh, this now, is great. You got now, you got the extra point for Finn demoning up as well. I did, and that still didn't save me. Otherwise, this would have been eight five, an absolute mugging. Oh, man. So, if you don't remember the last uh, forfeit Jesse lost... And I went a bit too far and made him eat one of the hottest chilies in the world while reading a book. And uh, I knew I had to win this one, otherwise it's going to come back to haunt me. So, have you got a forfeit in mind, Jesse? Or do you want to think about it? Maybe sleep on it? No, I've got one. And um, okay. I'm, I'm sorry for not being um, incredibly creative. But the forfeit you gave me um, last time made me so miserable. Um, <laughs> Fuck you. I, I, want to, um, I want to send it straight back to you. So uh, you how is, is that allowed in the rule book? Hey, yeah, uh, yeah, I wrote the rule book, baby. You uh, <laughs> except I'm not going to make you read a passage of um I'm not going to make you read a passage from a book. Uh you are I'm going to make this a theme, right? Um, so so, <laughs> so what what you need to do, right? You need to buy the Komodo dragon chilies. Yeah. You need to go home. And you need to um put on our favourite song, I'm an Ass Man by Billy Gunn. <laughs> and I want you to take a bite and then sing along with the song. You know, that was going to be my original one for you. I was going to make you sing Shawn Michaels' Sexy Boy. Oh, that's a good one as well. Do I, do I want it to be I'm an Ass Man? Um, I, Are there ever ass-related um, wrestling theme tunes? I de- well, uh, Billy Kidman's WWE tune is kind of... If you listen to the lyrics, it's about date, date rape. rape. Yeah. It's sound about date rape. Yeah, but I think there's something funny about, um, and I want the video to go on at, at least until the line, so many asses, so little time. <laughs> uh, why? Like, I know it was a meme what I did to you, but... Well, I want you to fully appreciate how horrible it was. Oh, God. You just take a good old bite like I did as well, don't pussy out. I didn't, you you, you were a little champ, you, you took your bite. Yes, sir. So sing along to Billy Gunn's I'm an Ass Man. So t- literally, uh, press play. It can go, I'm an Ass Man. And then when it goes, boo, boo, that's when you take the bite. And then you sing along with the rest, okay? I love that you're directing this. Like yeah. Woody Allen in the corner there. That's me. That's you. Touching your daughter. Um... <laughs> that's a bit weird. A bit slanderous. <laughs> um, great. Cool. So that's the forfeit. Awesome. What did you think of TLC as a show? I don't want to really talk to you anymore. I'm not happy about the situation. No, no, you shouldn't be. <laughs> you're, you're in front because you know what's coming. Yeah, you know you're. What's yeah, if I were you, I'd be incredibly miserable right now. Okay, this is going to be fun. Um, the pay per view as a whole was odd. Yeah, it was a very good house show. 
like the best house show I've ever watched in my life. Because <laughs> none of it mattered. You watch Raw the next night, none of it mattered. Kalisto's got the title, That's that mattered. No, he hasn't. Um, Enzo's got the title back off Kalisto. Yeah. The most important thing that happened was Enzo won the title. Yeah. We haven't seen Asuka since then. Kurt didn't really acknowledge what happened previously. Braun was murdered, and that's okay. Yeah. Finn that's... got beaten by Kane cleanly. Yeah, that's weird. And it didn't make it... It, it was great. I ha- I was sports entertained to the maximum. I uh, th- It felt I th- like a... Um... WCW pay-per-view to me. <laughs> it was like a... Like a late 90s. Yeah, exactly. It was just weird booking. And um, I, I actually really enjoyed... Um, my favourite thing about the whole show was Elias Sampson. And his... Right. Um, and then Jason Jordan comes out and starts throwing groceries at him. Love yeah. That. Yeah, that was, all, that was all good stuff. I enjoyed that. And I think Elias is amazing he's a brilliant heel he's just you can see in his eyes how much he loves the booze as well he's really really into it and it's amazing how much he just that's one of the gimmicks that just did not work in nxt but is working so well on the main roster it's like the only one isn't it because most of the other ones like your tyler breezes and people like that um and apollo cruises and stuff get over big in nxt and then on the main roster it just doesn't work for one reason or another but this is the only time i've seen it go the other way yeah every smart idiot hated Anyone who watched NXT hated um, the Drifter. Yeah. Uh, but it just works for that kind of classic heat magnet that like kids and casual fans will just throw at him. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, WE don't get it right often anymore, but um, fair play to whoever saw something in Elias Sampson and stuck with him for this because it's working out amazingly. I'm interested to see when they actually start putting him in programs and actually start getting him in in actually involved instead of just the, the breakup interrupting piece. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. Another thing um, about TLC, um, does this mean I'm getting old, right? Yes. Um, I was watching it, and it was just so bright. Like, it was killing my <laughs> eyes. Between the... So the bright... So, like... So we, um, What? So we're watching it in, like, HD, right? It's too... I, oh. I suppose... I've been coming off watching loads of old Raw as well, like 90s Raw, which is all a bit sort of grainy, right? And coming straight to this after watching that, the ring was super white. That pink rope was like just glaring at me in the face. It's just... You were the first person who's ever complained about Brian. I think that's why we like NXT so much. It's just black. It's just black all the time. That's much better. It's so much easier on the eyes. It's just... Everything's too bright. All the wrestlers are wearing too bright clothes. Their skin's too bright. Everything's wrong with them. Coming up next week, our new segment, Grandpa Ben's discusses <laughs> wrestling. Top five dingy ring rings. Um, <laughs> that could be taken out of context. Um, yeah, good. Uh, yeah, but I, swear, I don't know if it's because I've been watching loads of older wrestling, which was obviously not recorded in HD, and it just sort of hit me in the face. Or, But it's just... It's too even. New Japan isn't like that. New Japan doesn't feel too bright. I think you're right. I think it's kind of a case of the canvas is very bright. Everyone is dressed super, you know, to the nines now, and everyone's very fancy. You've got Titantrons everywhere, so even the ramp is a Titantron now. And yeah, I I do agree. It is. It hits you with a lot. It's it's like throwing pop rocks in your eyes. It's too much. Big thumbs down from me. I don't like it. 
So she's going to knock a star off just because of the brightness. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. And and uh, just just before we move on, um, Meltzer gave the main. What did he give the main event? Like four point two five or something. Four point two five, same <laughs> as what he gave AJ and um, Finn. Yeah, I thought that was the worst main event I have seen in a, a very long time. Yeah, when I was okay up until the point when okay, so Kurt gets taken out, and then the heels are in there with with the shield, and they could have pinned them. Like six times. Yeah. And they just kept going, waiting for. And then after the third big spot they did, and then there was no pin, I went, okay, so Kurt's coming back in a little bit, and uh, this is happening. Also, there was now, no wrestling. There was no wrestling. It was. How can you give a match? How can you give a wrestling match 4.5 stars when there's no wrestling in the thing? It was just punches and gimmicks. Yeah, it, it was just, um, yeah, mentalness. And in all honesty, like, I feel bad for saying this because I don't know if this was Kurt doing a bit of a character of him slowly coming back. Because Kurt's not been away from the ring in terms of, like, not actually wrestling. But I really wasn't kind of impressed with him at all. I thought his timing was off. His his feet were all over the place. And, yeah, it just everything he kind of did seemed to be a bit sloppy, which was I really agree. I agree, but, to watch. But the dude, the dude had like two days notice. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's true. That, it's true. Yeah. I, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like Kurt hasn't been inactive for, for years and years. No, but he's been inactive but, for a good year. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, it was just kind of odd to see. And him dressing up in shield gear is something I'll never... I laughed so hard when he popped up behind us. That was so hard. <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. I wasn't expecting that. I, I thought he. I was looking forward to like the pop that he'd get when his music hits and he comes out in his old gear and fingers to the sky, yeah. pyros. And but yeah, yeah we, you were gonna have um, Dean and Seth come down the entrance ramp, stand by the ramp, pause, let it get that build, and then they just point, and then the music hits. Yeah, boom, reaction. But no, he just wanted to be escorting his little dorky brothers to the the party and look after them. <laughs> yeah, very well, pay per view. Yeah, very, very, very strange main event. But and um, but like you said, Asuka and Emma was very good. Not as good as their NXT London match. No. Um, uh, the cruiserweight tag match I really enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad more Cedric and Swan is happening. All four of those guys in that match is really really good really good i love jack gallagher i hate that he's wearing a suit when he wrestles now oh you, if i could share with you all the listeners the the angry messages i got from jesse the day after the pay for you why is gallagher why is gallagher in a suit why is this happening oh uh, i understand like, oh he'll you know then i don't understand what they're trying to make him look like and everything but it's i can't take wrestlers seriously when they don't wrestle in wrestling gear i've had i've always had the same problem with dean ambrose as well and yep. and, the, and I've got the same problem with um, Mankind when he was wearing the shirt and tie. Before that, in the brown sort of top, he was okay. But uh, in the shirt, why would you ever wear a tie in the ring? Why would you ever give, <laughs> like... Do you know what I mean? Like, it just completely ruins any suspension of disbelief I try and have. So what we've learned this evening, the two things to turn Jesse off from wrestling is um, neck attire and bright lights. Yeah, and I stand by it. Solid choice. And then Finn and AJ, of course. Yeah, great match. I don't think it was... I think the idea of it kind of helped with the hype. I don't think... It was a good match. I wouldn't call it a great match. AJ Styles was... Um, he must have been jet-lagged, the the way he'd been flying around the world um, to get back there. 
Uh, he, if rumours are to be believed, he'd been coming off a food poisoning as well. He didn't like that thing, we'll be no, honest. But the guy can still put on a match like that whilst feeding like that. Do you know what I mean? That That's, yeah, incre- exactly. that's incredible and to the, me. And the thing is, like, I could kind of see little, because there were a couple of, like, missed spots. It wasn't the usual clean AJ that you get, like, flawless AJ wrestling. There were a couple of, like, mishaps and stuff. But I think that really added to the match with these two just going at it and stuff. It made it seem more of a... I like that when stuff looks a little bit botched and it just looks... Yeah, it looks like actual, a fight. actual fight. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, yeah, I don't want to watch a dance. Do you know what I mean? This ain't ballet unless you're Fandango. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, but no, I, I thought the match was good, and I hope that's kind of opened up for them doing more in the future. My favorite part of the match <laughs> is at the end when Finn hits the coup de gras and the noise AJ lets out because Finn just jumps on his stomach. Oh God, there was no pulling on that, was there? He just landed <laughs> right on him and stayed you just there. Hear it, you go. <laughs> it's a totally natural human reaction to that. <laughs> but yeah, solid match. Interesting pay per view. Had no relevance in what's going on anymore, and uh, we move towards Survivor Series, we which do. I very, very quickly want to get into because I hate champion versus champion matches with a passion. Well, they hate you. Oh, it just weakens whoever loses in that yeah. title match. What's the point of them? Yeah, totally agree. And Jinder um, Brock is just ridiculous. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm very excited for Usos versus Rollins and Ambrose. Um, I think that'll be match of the night, but yeah, I, I hate champion versus champion. Yeah, just I cheats agree. everything that there is. Uh, we've got a five on five women's match coming, and then Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. Team Raw versus Sm- SmackDown was it last year? The really really long match. Yeah, amazing. One of my favorite favorite Survivor Series matches. Um, so I'm hoping for for more this time. I read earlier, um, and I haven't checked it so it might be wrong but i'm pretty sure it's not um that as, apart from um brock versus randy at SummerSlam, um every raw versus smackdown match that's ever happened smackdown has come out on top yeah that's interesting isn't it team blue baby what did you think of the whole invasion on monday that smackdown basically turned heel um, I'll be perfectly honest, I haven't seen it, but I read up on it, and um, it sounded good, and the way people were reacting, um, it was a very watchable segment, like, people were really into it, and I quite I quite like that, like, Smackdown should be heel on Raw, and Raw should be heel on Smackdown, like, I quite like that idea. Yeah, I like that Smackdown attack first, you know, the, the number two brand there, the underdogs in quotations i always go to say something when i'm talking on the show and actually do quotations with my fingers and then i go actually not a visual medium have to actually say quotations oh see i can't i can't even see you (laughs) it's all a lie um so yeah i'm interested to see where survivor series goes uh we will obviously be having a fair few survivor series top fives coming up because we love them uh but very quickly, thank you all to the new subscribers and the ones who checked out the episode on Saturday. Very much appreciated. Remember, you can find us on iTunes. Just click that subscribe button. Also find us on SoundCloud, and you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And we are just opening up a Facebook page as well because uh, we want to kind of share all the content in one place from the YouTube. Uh, from the YouTube, you see. Um, <laughs> Twitter and uh, from SoundCloud and stuff. So we want it all in one place. 
So you'll be able to find all of that on there at everywhere. If you search for us, literally everywhere, even on Google now, just got till five. Our pretty faces will pop up. Not our pretty faces, a drawn image of King Kong Bundy, but good enough. Who's still alive? Still alive, <coughs> Mascot represented. I, I searched him. I, I thought King Kong Bundy died like 20 years ago or something. It turns out that he's still still alive. He's like the same age as my mum. <laughs> what does that say about your mum? Yeah, that she's um, that she's very looking very good for her age. <laughs> good backpedal there, why don't you say? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so our mascot is still alive and kicking, and we researched him after making him our mascot and realised he's not a terrible human being and a lovely person. So And a stand up comic. And a stand-up comic, really. That's what Wikipedia describes him as. Amazing. I'd yeah, love says, to watch his stand-up comedy. Says he's a former wrestler, actor, and stand-up comedian. Hmm. All right. I think we need to get on that. I think we um, do. Okay. That's enough jibber-jabber. Should we get on to this week's top five? Yeah, let's do it. Let me grab a tissue to blow my nose first. Cool. I'll play the mariachi music again. Lovely stuff. Okay, it's time for our top five current wrestlers of, like, right now, what we think. Let's like do it. Right now, <laughs> right now, let's do it. Okay, you go You go first, mate. What's your number five? Uh, um, first of all, quite, quite difficult, right? I, we seem to be struggling more and more the more we kind of make challenges for ourselves. Really difficult. Uh, it was it was the same deal as, um, as what we had when we were doing the current wrestlers against former wrestlers list, because you just really start to appreciate how many amazing talents are currently working as poor yeah. as, as poor as WWE is right now, in my opinion, as a viewable product, um, the actual wrestlers that are around, um, not just in WWE everywhere are just stunning at the moment, possibly the best they've ever been. Well, that's the most frustrating thing about WWE at the moment. The crop of wrestlers and the talent from top to bottom is the best. I would say it's ever been in the history of the WWE. There's just there's but too there's too many of them. I think that's what there's the too is. many. There's so many, and there's no story direction, and there's just not enough kind of emphasis on it. Yeah. Where everyone else is kind of focusing on match quality and actual character building, they they don't seem to be at all. So it's a shame. Cheers. But uh, I'm looking at my top five list, and underneath it, I've got a list of twelve other names. <laughs> twelve other names that I was going to have in my top five. And I keep looking at my top five going, oh, is this, uh, should I have these in? But the reason these lot are in my top five is because these are the ones that it's, it's hard to kind of elicit the same reaction you get from wrestling from when you were first kind of watching it. But everyone in this list, whenever they come on TV or ever I watch their matches, that'll be who I'm tuning in for. I'll watch them and I'll suspend disbelief of what I know about wrestling. You know, I just love watching these guys perform and I get excited and I mark out like a little tweener every single time I watch them. You know, wrestling is real to me whenever I watch these people. So that's why they're in my top five. And I've actually put them in order. Solid reasoning. Very good. Thank you. Uh, At number five is the man from Japan. Because we we were talking about this, weren't we? We were like, how many crossovers are we going to have? Yeah. And I feel like we might have quite a few in this one. How many? Uh, call it now. How many crossovers? I'm saying have? I'm saying at least three crossovers. Okay. Um, I'm going to say we have two crossovers. 
So what I'm going to say, if it's not your number one, we should have a safe word. So you shout it out, and then we'll know it's in your top five, and then we can talk about it together, because we don't want to repeat ourselves. Uh, okay, what's our safe word? What do you want our safe word to be? You, you say our safe word. Uh, our safe word is going to be um, C-Nation. Really? C-Nation? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good safe word. Yeah, but no. Um, okay, um, my number one pick is the man from number Japan. Number five. My number five, I'm going in backwards order. I'm going to put that in the line. Uh, my number five is the man from Japan. He is the same age as us, which is depressing as hell. He's the man with the cat, Hiromo Takahashi. Nice, good shout. Is he the same age as us? That's really depressing. Yeah, he's 27. Ah, oh, disgusting. Ugh. He's been wrestling since 2010. I just started last year. Got a long way uh, to go. Um, yeah, so Takahashi is... He's pretty new in term. Well, seven years is a long time, but when you actually talk about his return to New Japan, um, so he wrestled in New Japan between 2010 and 2013, um, working as a young lion over those three years, and then he went and did some Lucha Libre stuff and a little bit of work in the United States. And then he returned to New Japan in 2016 uh, with the whole time bomb gimmick. And he he came out and made a surprise um, after Kushida had defeated Bushi to win the Junior Heavyweight Championship, retained yeah. the Junior something like that. Yeah, something along those lines anyway. Um, and he challenged the new champion to a match at Wrestle Kingdom 11 in Tokyo Dome. And the minute I saw the man, because I, I only really got into New Japan last year, I'm one of those dickheads who basically um, watched Wrestle Kingdom 9 or 10 can't remember now became obsessed with it and uh yeah it was now unbearable about going oh yeah you know it's in new japan it's like the best thing in the world not to sound like a hipster dick but i remember going up going on at you about new japan for so long and you just completely no selling me and all i was doing was telling you how amazing it was and you were like yeah but i prefer lucha underground me and i was like no you're an idiot you need to watch new japan <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. And then he joined one of my um, current favorite stables, Lost Impronounceables, yeah. um, with Tetsuya Naito, and what a stable. And then he just has been putting on match after match, and whenever whenever I watch Takahashi, it's just, I don't understand how he moves. I don't understand how he works in that ring. It's just so good, and it's so clean. It's... Oh, it's just frustrating. It's just frustrating to watch. Have you, seen his, his, have you seen his matches last year against Dragon Lee? Yes. Him versus Dragon Lee are just like my favourite matches Jesus. at the moment. I've no idea I, how they don't kill each other. There's so many yeah. near-dangerous spots in those matches. Yeah, he works so, so well with uh, Dragon Lee. Uh, he works amazingly with Ricochet and Osprey. You know, any of that kind of style of wrestling... I think just compliments Takahashi amazingly. Um, he went kind of undefeated for quite a long time until he faced Dragon Lee, and then he lost uh, the opening match of the Best of Super Juniors. Yeah. Um, and then had it didn't have a great Super Junior tournament, in all honesty. He kind of uh, struggled quite a bit, and then eventually, back in June, he lost a Junior Heavyweight Championship, which I was not happy about. As much as I love Kushida, Kushida's a great little wrestler. Um, he did, because uh, when I first started to <coughs> my training for wrestling, I wanted to have kind of a Back to the Future 80s time travel gimmick. 
and then I learned about Kushida, and he ruined it. So got a bit don't yeah, like does that. It, in he all does honesty. it too well. He does it too well. But I was just like, I can't do it, can't do it. Um, but since then, he's you know this year he's kind of been just teaming with Lij and doing all of that. Um, and yeah, it's he his 2017's been okay. He's had great matches but not really a great story going in. And I'm hoping come Wrestle Kingdom, he's going to have, have a, have a good program. He's a, he's a modern day Brian Pillman. That's how I see him. He's got the same, he's got the same like unhinged character that Brian Pillman had in WWF. And that's awesome. And because him and Bushi are tag teaming quite a lot now and they just be Lee and Titan. Um, So I'm hoping that they kind of end up getting a, a shot come Wrestle Kingdom. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be cool. Bushi's very underrated, I think. He's he's Bushi. often he's often seen yeah. as like the extra member of Lij, isn't he? But he's um, I think he's very good. Yeah, Bushi Sonado. I don't think you can fault any single person in that um in that stable. No, I agree. Awesome. We'll do a top five stables one day. Ooh, the list is endless to what we can do. Oh, uh, this will be going yeah, on for if... decades. <laughs> We'll be here for years. But, um, yeah, Takahashi as a whole is a great, great wrestler. And the fact that he hasn't won more championships, he's had the CMLL World Lightweight Championship, Junior Heavyweight Championship, and that's pretty much it. He'll get there. He's so, still he'll get there. He's, early he's, in his young, he's a young lad, and they'll, they'll, they'll push him to the moon eventually. But Because uh, that's what Japan does. They tell very very intricate stories i just one of my top fives is um another japanese wrestler and i just watched a documentary on them and it made them even higher in my list oh, so nice. i will be talking about that a little bit later but jesse benz what is your top five well um my number five also um takes a journey to the orient which um <laughs> <laughs> well that's not, you, that's not racist <laughs> It's racist if you have to justify it, Jesse. That's the rule. <laughs> WCW commentators used to always say they were from the Orient when their Japanese wrestler came out. But um, so that's Mike Tanay in two thousand. That's not a good judge of character. <laughs> right, my number five, the current IWGP World Heavyweight Champion Kazuchika Okada. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so you remember um, Ric Flair was in my top five wrestlers of all time. I view. Sorry. Yeah, that's an, an appropriate response. I view Okada as our modern day Ric Flair, as far as like, hey, well, he comes out in a robe, that's cool. And, um. The similarities are endless. Yep, yeah, um, he's got blonde hair, and he, <laughs> he just makes everyone look incredible. He's, he's just this, he's like Ric Flair was, you know, this sort of workhorse world champion that puts on these stunning main events consistently with opponent after opponent after opponent, and every match is phenomenal. And, like Ric Flair, he doesn't really have much of a diverse moveset. He does the same things every time, but mm-hmm. but it works. It just, it just works so well. And he makes everyone look brilliant, makes them all... He wins all the time, but every match you feel like there's a very big chance he could lose because he just sells everything so well. And when he does win, it doesn't feel like a disappointment, even though he wins all the time because he just paces it just right. He's, I think he's just a stunning, stunning worker. He's only two years older than us. That's depressing, isn't it? And, um, 
Yeah, this is a fun game. Let's keep this up. Yeah. And to me, you look at him and you look at how WE have like booked Roman Reigns and stuff. And Okada is exactly what a face of a company guy should be. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. that's what he is for New Japan. And I just think he's absolutely stunning. And he's going to be around for a long, long time. Um, as long as his neck holds out. And... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but he's going to be at the top of New Japan for years to come, and I pray to God that he never goes to WWE or anything like that. Yeah, he really is the new ace, and I'm really starting to get like that with uh, with a lot of Japanese wrestlers. Um, but the, if rumors are to be believed, Ricochet is asked that no one books him after January, meaning he's destined for the pearly white gates, never yeah, to be seen again. I imagine um, so. Just there's so many people now that I'm just like, please don't go. Just just stay. Stay where you are. Yeah, I agree. But I think Okada, Okada must be on crazy money over there. And like he's obviously passionate about what he does. I can't see any reason why he'd want to leave. No, and I think the way New Japan's going, if they are serious about building this brand and getting this brand to be... They don't want to be... I don't think they want to be competition. I think they want to just be recognised worldwide as an alternative yeah and i think they've made that very aware to to everyone working there and it's kind of a case of why wouldn't you stay you know new japan was never not always this glory uh hipster smarky dream camp you know it went through a lot of bad years where it wasn't a good company and it did struggle a lot Um, yeah it's only been in the last um six years or so that it's really picked itself up yeah yeah and they just completely reinvented themselves and and um really made it work because they they realized they were in trouble and put the effort into it and one of the reasons for that is is okada and putting the company on his back as the new ace because he is the new ace like as good as uh tanahashi is you know he's getting on a bit now yeah, no, they're, they're booking, they're transitioning, well, they have transitioned in perfectly into the top face of the company. Mm. Yeah, completely. And yeah, as you say, match after match, you look at this year when he's faced Tomohiro, Omega, Shibata, uh, Omega, Omega, Omega. They've <laughs> just been absolutely stunning matches. Yeah. Stunning matches. So yeah, very, very bright future. For him, and... he, is, he is well worth my nine hundred ninety nine yen a month. <laughs> and you've got your uh, ten thousand dollar Raymaker bill on your wall, so if you ever need I to do. cash that in, yeah, yeah, my friend Aaron went to Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, did he? Uh, he doesn't mention drama. it ever. Yeah, I know he went. He goes on about it a bit, um, but he bought me. He bought <laughs> me the. Um, he bought me the Gado do rag that he wears along, and it came with a. Um, it came with an Okada dollar bill, whatever you want to call it. So that's framed in my bedroom. He just comes in and just gives me a picture of Tanahashi half naked, and I went, "Yeah, this is what I wanted," <laughs> and it really was. He got us, yeah, good, good souvenirs for both of us. Suits us. <laughs> Here's ten thousand dollars. Here's a half naked forty-year-old man. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. Uh, yeah, solid, solid top five, number five choice there. Um, Thank you, mate. You could very easily put him higher. No one would judge you if you put him at number one. No, absolutely. Um, how badly do you want to have his? Uh, I always want his entrance coat. It's all I want to wear. I want his coat. I want his. I want his music to follow me around everywhere I go. I want the, that money to fly around everywhere I am. I just... Ace of the Ace of the New Era, baby. Yeah. So you're number four, mate. Number four. 
We are going to the US of A in old Florida down in WWE NXT for my number four choice. Mr. Johnny Gargano. Oh, nice. Um, I love Johnny. He's the reason I still watch NXT. Uh, I've been a bit kind of, meh, NXT is all right at the moment. It's getting better. It is getting a lot better. Um, I still think the feud between Black and Dream is one of my favorite things of this year. It's brilliant. And it, it's magical. Uh, but Gargano, I didn't, obviously he's a huge indie darling before he came on, onto the scene. Didn't have a clue about him, in all honesty. Um, I didn't know about his work in Shikara or Dragon Gate or PWG. I sit, I like, when I'd see highlights of PWG, I'd see him, but never really kind of click on. Um, but then when I saw him and Champa kind of debut when they did the Dusty tournament, I just was like, he's just got such a, he's just got one of those stupid charismas, like the Daniel Bryan s charisma. That's exactly just, what I was about to say. He's got that Daniel yeah. Bryan sort of um, just a guy you just have to root for, hasn't he? Sort of feeling yeah. about him. Yeah, hundred percent. And you, you're just drawn to him. And him with Champa, the match they had at Two Hundred Five Live is what cemented it. Because that's the match I show people who don't really understand wrestling. I show them that match because I don't want to show them a gimmick match. I don't want to show them, you know, the famous stuff. I just want to show them. Okay, this is what happens when you just got a story of just two guys who want to win, and that they got no beef against each other. They just want to win. And they go out and wrestle. And they tell one hell of a story in that match. It is incredible. And um, all the way up until the end, even with Champer almost walking out on him and then coming back and hugging him, absolutely perfect match. Um, And their tag team run together was incredible. DIY was another kind of feel-good team. You know, every time, you know, when they got the titles, when they beat the Revival and they had them in that double submission Literally standing up, screaming at my TV. That doesn't happen. <laughs> Does not happen. Um, and the the match where they, the eventual champer, the bold bastard, turned on him. Never, yeah. We'll never forgive him, Jesse. I'll never forgive him. No. I actually, I do. I, I'm behind champer. I can't wait for him to come back. Oh, that, that injury just kind of happened at the worst time. But I feel like they're building it correctly. It's a we- slow burner. We need to have a Champa Gargano 2K18 match, I think. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We also need to have um, my Royal Rumble winner, because my first ever Royal Rumble winner was Aiden English. Oh, nice. Against mine, which was Kalisto. Tune in, folks. It's going to be wild. <laughs> it's a dream match. Let's twitch it or something. <laughs> Let's twitch that baby. Um, <laughs> twitch that but... bitch. <laughs> twitch that. <laughs> oh, the t-shirts are just making themselves <laughs> on this show, man. <laughs> but when he eventually turned on it was them against the Authors of Pain in a ladder match um, great takeover by the way Pete and Tyler quick shout out for that match oh my god I love that match that's going to be in the top 5 of this year without a doubt best WWE um, match of the year hell yes but um, when he pushes Champ out the way and he just eats that ladder from one of the clones Razor or Aiken whatever their name is uh, oh, yeah. and he just eats that ladder to the face I was just like Ugh! And then Champa turns on him and, oh, good God, just destroys him. But then Johnny Wrestling comes back and he has a great, great match against Almas and in incredible shape, shape, by the way, like He's really cut. good shape. He's really cut. It was ridiculous when he took his shot off. I was like, hello. <laughs> um, actually, because I met 
Candice um, at the Brighton show. And all I said to her was, your husband looks ripped. And she went, thank you. <laughs> nice exchange. Our interaction. <laughs> um, but yeah, his match against Almas and then his manager, Vega, throwing the DIY t-shirt at him to distract him. Loved it. Yeah, um, perfect. Just him in WE, and I want him to be an NXT champion before he goes up to the main roster. I feel like that would be a Sami Zayn, even if he holds it for like three weeks, whatever, it will be the same level as when Sami Zayn won the title. That kind of visceral crowd reaction. So if my, my dream booking would be that um, Drew McIntyre loses it to Adam Cole, baby, and then Champa comes, Gargano comes in and takes takes the title off of him. I'm happy for him to stay in NXT. He will do great on SmackDown. I think he'd do great on SmackDown. Um, but yeah, just want him in NXT a little bit longer. Yeah, I agree. And the worst thing they could do to him is chuck him in 205 Live or something like that. That would be awful. Which I feel like they would, which would be yeah. very upsetting. Because there's so much you can do with him down there. you still got the Champa feud. you still got him to win the titles. There's, you know, there's a lot to kind of go on there. And... Yeah, he'd be wasted on two hundred five. He really would. So. I'd like to see. Um, I'd like to see Champa come back, win the NXT title, and then start a Champa Gargano program where Gargano eventually wins the NXT title from Champa. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty cool, actually. I'd like that. So there's basically he's someone I do not want to go to the main roster. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I've thought I think that about many many NXT people. I I. Kind actually, until the last couple of weeks, I wish Sami Zayn was still down there. I wished um, Neville was still down there. There's just even Finn. I, Finn entertained me a hell of a lot more when he wasn't on the main roster. There's so there's so much talent that um, was better off in NXT from a viewer's standpoint. I know they'll argue their bank balances and things like that, but um, yeah, from a punter's point of view, I miss them dearly. Because, like, where's Joe then? Is he injured? He's, he is injured, yeah. He's been injured for a okay. while now. But um, he he's going to be back imminently, I think. I think it's quite good. I like that um, he's not being mentioned and stuff because that's going to make the return. He's going to get a good pop when he comes back, I think. Yeah, he'll just kind of come in and, and take him out. Yeah. Yeah, so Gagano, I love watching him and I can't wait to see what kind of the future holds for him. He's, he's a great talent and the fans love him. I think he's going to be massive. If if they use him right, he's going to be absolutely huge in WE. Yeah, he needs Daniel Bryan booking. Yeah, if not, we're going to do another top five list of people who should leave WE and go elsewhere. <laughs> he's going to be bloody number one. Save yourself, Johnny. Johnny! Johnny! Do you remember that bit in The Simpsons when Skinner <laughs> has his Vietnam flashback? Johnny! Johnny! <laughs> We should start doing that to him. I was um, thinking today how much my life re- revolves around Simpsons quotes. Like, I dropped a little bit of chocolate on me today, and it stained. And all I could think about was Chief Wigan going, nothing gets chocolate out. See? <laughs> I did a Chief I thought of one today as well. I had to um, I had to tell someone off at work, and we it had sort of finished, and um, it was time for this person to leave the office, but he was still just sitting there. And I, I so nearly went, what are you waiting for? Someone to kiss you goodbye? And do you remember that when Wickham goes, yeah. well, no, 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 no. No, the moment's 
yeah, I feel like anyone in our generation just has at least five Simpsons quotes in their head at any one time. Just oh, it's all ready to go. <laughs> I got my I got my Mr. Sparkle tattoo last week. I think I sent you a picture, didn't I? Yes, uh, Jesse tattooed Mr. Sparkle on his arm in the shape of a love heart. Yeah, well, someone did it for me. I didn't tattoo myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just made you sound way more hardcore. <laughs> Mr. Sparkle. Is it healed now, or is it still looking like a pussy, horrible mess? Uh, he he looks a bit like a burns victim. He's still a bit scabby, but um, most mostly healed. Just a little bit of scab around the eyes and nose, but otherwise he's all good. By the way, I'm still waiting for the first forfeit that results in a tattoo. It's coming, everyone. It's coming. Oh, that, that, yeah, that will happen, won't it? That's a Wrestle Kingdom WrestleMania forfeit one. Yes, definitely. Yeah, that'll be, yeah, <laughs> we should definitely do that. Okay, number four, baby. Number four for me, uh, we're going back to Japan. Um, Shocker. But, um, but yeah, I know, back to Japan, but not, um, not a Japanese man. It is the cleaner Kenny Omega. Teenage dreams tonight. <laughs> Anyone who hasn't seen, go uh, go watch um, a new beginning in Nagata, which uh, from Jesus, I think it was year before last now, when Kenny Omega goes over Ibushi in the main event for the Intercontinental Title, and um, he finishes that match with by singing Katy Perry's Teenage Dream and um, just doing the most incredible um, promo and sweeping up of the ring. It's brilliant because he finishes his promo, throws his arms up, and then the pyro goes off and all the Japanese ribbons get flown out and they land in the ring. And he looks livid because he's the cleaner, right? So he has to go sweep and sweep them all up, sweep up all of this celebration. My favourite so thing about, about that it. is uh, he does knee work, like the whole match, and then he's like dancing and cleaning. And then as he leaves the ring, he's like, oh shit, my knee. Yeah, it's got to his hurt, so he just falls over <laughs> for no reason. It's brilliant. It's amazing. But uh, but this this stands the test to why he's one of my favourite current wrestlers, right? He's world class, phenomenal. He's got an amazing move set. I could watch him knee bitches all day. I think oh. he's great. He's great on the mic. But he's one of the only wrestlers that can pull off really good comedy spots and put on comedy matches, and they're actually funny. Yeah. That doesn't happen much in wrestling. Like, when people are trying to be funny, it doesn't usually work. But Omega is fantastic at it. But he can flip it on its head and be super serious, as been shown with the Okada matches and stuff. Um, just amazing. The G1 match against um, Suzuki. Do you remember that? Yes, do I, I do. do I mean, yeah. Um, uh, when he was acting, like, intimidated by him and scared. And just all these different characters that he can do. And... The way he makes other people um, gets their character over as well. He's just he's stunning. He's just a, such a stunning talent, and almost you you could argue kind of tailor made for WWE in many ways. But yeah, but again, I, I hope he never goes. I'd be very surprised. I think he will. I think yeah. it's a couple of years away, like a good five years. Because he's um, how old is he now? He's thirty four. 34, but okay. saying that, you know, AJ's 14, he still wrestles like he's a spring wee chicken. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it would be a very um, AJ Styles-esque sort of um, character that he'd be in WWE, I think. It would be huge. It would be, I feel like it would be very much uh, as Vince was with AJ, if rumours are to be believed, where it was like, yeah, we'll bring him in, it'll be a good mid-carder, and then that reaction. Yeah, yeah, you need, you need to do it. You need to do it in a sparky town, don't you? Like, um, Madison yeah, you Square need a Chicago, like that. Yeah. yeah. 
kind of s time to do it but uh yeah kenny omega uh have you been noticing recently the nudge nudge twitter war between jericho and and um omega yes i have and if it's leading towards a wrestle kingdom match between the two that would be incredible I think it's leading more likely, which is still a ridiculous sentence I love saying, is uh, just Chris Jericho's cruise ship. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I'd forgotten about that. I think that. it's building to Jericho facing Omega on the cruise ship. That would be cool as well, as long as it's uh, recorded and I can watch it, I don't mind. Yeah, yeah it, would be, it would be a great match, because as, as we said, whatever he can put on, whoever he works with, you know, he wrestled a little girl and it's 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 an incredible match how she old was like she a, like yeah she looked like nine? a million bucks she was nine yeah he sold that like a champion he did and i still think the one ringed angel is one of the best finishers in wrestling today yeah great name as well Just yeah ev- everything about that move is awesome and it made because steph doesn't like uh kenny omega <laughs> he has um final fantasy-esque references in in a lot of his stuff what the hell doesn't she like about Kenny Omega? I don't know. It's a, it's an argument we've had many times. I've stormed out. She's cried. Hit her. I did. That's why she cried. Good. 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 Stupid. I hate you, Steph. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there, there's nothing. There's not much more to say, really. Just Kenny Omega is. He's he's a hell of a great champion. He's you know he's the first ever United States heavyweight champion, uh, which is still a title I don't fully understand. Yeah. Um, winning the G one. G1 last year, um, IWGP Intercontinental, Junior, Tag Team, US. He's, he's done it all except, except for the big one. Hasn't got the big one yet. But when he does, and I hope it's like next year or even like early the year afterwards, when he does win that, oh, that's going to be a good one. Yeah, it'll be awesome. But he's he's one of the he's one of the few wrestlers that can get me truly invested in a match, really root for him, and make me, you know, get me emotional sometimes. And he can yeah. make me laugh as well. And I, for me, like that's total justification for top five. There's every element of being entertained he can achieve. Yeah, I, I always just want to show people, obviously, um, the the series we, he just had with Okada that. The, the free series of matches, uh, the NATO match for the final of this year's tournament. Absolutely incredible. I've met ne- those knees. We've talked about those knees many a times between oh, us. Ah, oh, I love them. If I ever meet, I just want to knee me in the face and just be like, Hey, Kenny, knee me in the face. <laughs> it's not weird. It's weird when I talk to Candice and I complimented her husband's abs, but this isn't weird. No, totally cool. <laughs> um, but yeah if he wins the title I don't really want him to win it off Okada I think NATO NATO would be a good one yeah he could win it off NATO he beat NATO in the um, last G1 year. G1 last year didn't he in the, I think it was the final of the B block or something but yeah that was a yeah. great match yeah so solid choice I don't think many people are going to be like um, actually I don't think Kenny Omega does have three in the top five no, of course they're not. And if they are, they well, no one can argue with me anyway because this is my opinion. So shut up. That's um, true. Yeah, we will actually be getting to your opinions later. We asked you earlier what are your current favorite active wrestlers, and we've had a, a lovely response from you all. Jesse's still upset that none of you ever give your reasonings why. I always or... say and why, and people just list names. You stupid idiots! Just get get with it. 
They they don't listen to that bit because I'm sorry, man. It's not going to happen. The five, the top five Milky Way are the biggest disappointment of my life. <laughs> Just sitting there bitter in the world. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so angry. The rings are too bright, and the listeners aren't participating correctly. I'm so pissed <laughs> off. We're lucky they're here anyway, Jesse. Your yeah, man. Who's your number three? My number three is um, someone that's just going to piss you off because they're from Lucha Underground. Ugh. Ugh. Who is it? What the worst. It is uh, Pentagon Junior, Pentagon Dark, Penta LM, Penta L0M, whatever you want to call him. Lucha Underground would not be what it is today without Pentagon. Everyone says it's like Prince Prince Puma, um, wrestling against Johnny Mundo. No, Pentagon is what cemented that brand for what it is. And just his wrestling style to bring that brutality kind of to the ring. So I know why you don't like Lucha Underground Jesse because of all the flippy shit and the not really hitting each other as they should be. Um, but Pentagon takes that side away from it. He actually does sour that believability in the ring and has that whole lives to the whole zero fear gimmick. And just works so well in Lucha, if you see him in PWG, even though I find it weird when he's kind of face. Um, and Lucha Libre, AAA, he's he's just such a good wrestler. And he's someone that is very appreciative of the business. He he loves what he kind of does. And he you can see that when he works. And I had the privilege of seeing wrestling his brother, Phoenix, um, back in the crazy Wolverhampton show I saw at the start of the year. And one of the best matches I've ever seen live, if not the best match I've ever seen live. Um, the guy can just go 100% that. If, if you haven't seen any of his matches, I'm not going to recommend one because you can just search it. And if he faces anyone against Drago, his match against Vampiro really sold season one um, for the, for how kind of violent that one was when he was doing his whole arm breaking thing and with Mil Muertes, it was just, just solid kind of wrestling from top to bottom. I don't think I've ever seen a match from him that I've gone, yeah, it's okay. Can I make a confession? Yeah. I have never seen a single Pentagon Junior match. Really? I guess what you're receiving after the show. (laughs) It hard. (laughs) (laughs) So many links on YouTube. Um, yeah, never, um, because I don't like Lucha Underground, and so, oh, I'm not cool, leave me alone, I'm a nerd, but, um, it's, yeah, Lucha, and it's not just, you said I don't like it because of the flippy and the, like, lame, um, light punches and stuff, which is true, but I also don't like the backstage segments and the way it's all filmed like a cheesy Mexican soap opera, uh, I, I understand, I understand why it's cool to some people in its place, but it's just totally not for me but um, having said that um, I'm sure I could enjoy Pentagon Junior in PWG or something like that you'd love Lucha it's, it, the lighting is very very dim that is true actually I, yeah the bits I have seen it does like in that warehouse that they wrestle in it is uh, nice and low gradient which is to my taste <laughs> just your light there's, there's very poor lighting <laughs> turn the contrast down that'll be better um, yeah, so if you're like Justin, you've not seen a Pentagon match, just uh, hit up the old Google. Uh, seeing him wrestle face, I find quite weird because of how he looks as a character. Just is, is odd. And 
yeah, at that show in Wolverhampton, I, I got to got to meet him afterwards, and he was really nice. I didn't understand much of what he was saying. The guy kind of, he was pretty good at his English, but it was, yeah, it was, it, we, I just don't think he liked talking to me in all honesty. That's fair enough. <laughs> but uh, yeah, nice guy and very good in the ring. So have a search for Pentagon Jr., watch some of his matches and become a massive Lucha Underground fan like everyone else in the world besides Jesse. Exactly, yeah. Or just join me and watch real wrestling. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, oh no he didn't oh. uh, so, <laughs> um, so um, god I'm so ill so um, number <laughs> no, my number three I'm going to move on to my number three is that alright with you go on then <coughs> okay um, you have to edit out so many of your coughs I'll leave them in people love it it's human people want to know we're human uh, we're going back to the yeah, we're going back to the Orient brother um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we're back in Japan, uh, in, um, I don't know who he's, I don't think he is really signed to anyone. He just seems to do whatever the <laughs> hell he wants. I don't know who he is. <laughs> I don't know where I am. Um, um, yeah, no idea what he's signed to or what his deal is, but Kota Ibushi is my number Kota three. Ibushi. We love Kota Ibushi, don't we? I would, um, I would consider Kota Ibushi the unofficial mascot of this podcast. Just we because do love of how much we love him. He's just mental, man. He's the perfect mix of like artist and mentalist. He puts on these incredible matches, has no regard for his own body, which at times can be a bit concerning when you're watching him. But he does seem batshit mental. He has, he seems to have no interest in pursuing big money, big company stuff. He just wants to put on the best, most mad matches he can all over the world, uh, just wherever he wants. And he must have been offered a great contract by WE after the Cruiserweight Classic. Didn't want to do it because he'd rather blow fireworks up in his own face in indie matches in England. Um, <laughs> Probably. <laughs> he. he um, so I just whenever I picture it, it just sets me off. Yeah, He's it's amazing. In a car park in like... Wolverhampton or something, or like Lincolnshire, standing on the pack of a shitty Toyota Corolla, firing fireworks into his face, and then moonsaults <laughs> off of it into, into like three people, while six people watch. It's, it's amazing. amazing. Yeah. Screw Pentagon Junior. That's the first thing everyone needs to YouTube. <laughs> and, um, and that, and then I love that he came as, um, Tiger Mask W into New Japan. Like he's, he's, he's a, he's got name value, but he just, he just, he would rather do that and wrestle under the mask. Yeah. He opened, it was Wrestle Kingdom last year, wasn't it? He opened yeah. and just wrestled as Tiger Mask. Yeah, against, um, against Ti- Tiger Mask, um, Evil or Black, whatever they call him. Um, who, who played him? Um, was it East, um, oh god, uh, he's really good. I've seen him in Ring really of Honor before. Black guy, flippy. He wears Dragon Ball Z attire quite a lot. You, you keep talking. I'll, ACH, I'll ACH, 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 that's the one. ACH, ACH is awesome. That was a complete brain fart. Yeah, sorry, ACH, if you're listening, which you definitely are. Um, you're you're the man. But um, <laughs> yeah, Kota Ibushi, um, just brilliant, just world class, five star machine, um, and insane, certifiably insane. Which, because because you're right, he he clearly doesn't seem to really care about what he does. He's his accomplishment list is just stupid. You forget he, he's an IWGP junior f- champion three times over. 
He's a tag team champion. He's a best of super juniors. He's a winner of the New Japan Cup. And just does what he wants, man. Yeah. First time I ever saw him was Wrestle Kingdom 9 against Nakamura. And that's the first time I ever saw Nakamura as well, actually. And I was just completely blown away by both characters and both performers. I thought they were amazing. Which I think was voted as like a five-star match and match of the year. Was it? 2015, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. It was It was stunning. It was great. Stunning. So that's, there's one point in that match where Ibushi is just stamping on um, on Nakamura's head. Um, and it's just, you know, when like you feel uncomfortable watching, like those Ishii, Ishii and Shibata headbutts. Uh, there's a certain <laughs> point Japan. yeah but there's but there's a certain point where it's like ah like it's hard to watch and that's that's what they're like but yeah amazing I love Ibushi yes because he's kind of he's had his return to kind of New Japan because uh, he participated in the last G1 Climax and he actually came back as his own kind of name yeah. for, which is the first time he's done for a while um, his record was yeah it was okay uh, but then since then I've really I haven't really seen him since no, I, I'm hoping, I, I mean, everyone's hoping for a Omega Ibushi Wrestle Kingdom match. Um, that would be awesome. But I feel like it makes sense because obviously you've got NATO and Okada going into the main event. Um, it just kind of makes sense, you know, to kind of just give, give Omega that kind of breathing room middle show program and he'd do it amazingly. They'd um, tear the house down. They would, and I can't really see who else I'd really want to see, see him be put against, in all honesty. Jericho. Well, yeah, that's that's a bit of a pipe dream, in all honesty. Baby doll, if you want to have uh, Jericho versus Omega at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Do you want to put a bet on it? All right. All right. Um, we'll, 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 dis- we'll discuss this off air, but I'm, I'm confident that it will happen. No, they're going to wrestle on a cruise ship. They're not going <laughs> no. to wrestle in Tokyo. What a ridiculous sentence to say in 2017. <laughs> no, 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 you're wrong. Jericho and Omega will wrestle on a cruise ship and we'll all be watching it. Yeah, fair. I think you may be right, actually. There's, uh, that does make more God, sense. Like, I'm not, you made the bet. I, haven't made made, the bet. I haven't made the bet, so we discuss it off air and that's what we'll Bet's do. Bet's on, I get your firstborn. <laughs> Fine. You can name him for me. Yes. Yeah, cool. Oh. That's a dangerous bet to play, my friend. <laughs> you can name my first child. Brett Hart. Oh, God. Brett, Brett Hart-Benz. Oh. That's quite a good name, actually. That's a good name, actually. You're welcome. Brett, Brett Hart-Benz. Nice. Brett. Um, cool. So, yeah, Kurt Rabushi is my number three, which means we are moving on to your number three, are we not? Number two. You don't number know two, you're ahead. Count. Yeah, sorry. And haven't had a crossover yet. But no. I feel like you're about to yell out C Nation, baby. Because my number two pick is the phenomenal AJ Styles. There is no safe word here, my friend. <gasps> we cannot go this whole top five without having a crossover. I think we might do, you know. You're going to do what you did to me last week, where your number two is my number one, and it completely <laughs> undercuts my number one. Ruins, ruins all the suspense. Yeah, completely. Yes. Son of a... And number one, da 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 uh, Yeah, what he said. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like this is going to be a quick entry because why do I need to justify why AJ Styles is one of the top five current wrestlers today? 
He is, I think, regarded by everyone as one of the best professional wrestlers there is. Um, his debut in WWE has been nothing short of amazing. And I can be hipster douchey and be like, yes, I knew him from his Ring of Honor total nonstop action days. Yeah, totally. We were, we were watching him in like, oh, four, weren't we? We were. We uh, X Division time was when we first kind of started getting into. Uh, I think we started watching AJ when it was the NWA world title, that kind of run, and then the transition into the X Division. Uh, then Tomko and all that nonsense and stuff. But uh, yeah, his TNA stuff. You 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 can always kind of see with wrestlers once they're wrestling for a while, the ten year gap. Um, of like how they used to wrestle and how they used to wrestle now. There's two people where you can't really see that at all. One is AJ Styles and one is Shawn Michaels. You can watch an AJ Styles match in 2017 and you can watch an AJ Styles match in the X Division in 2007 and not see a difference. Yeah, totally. Which is mad when you think how that style you feel like would weigh your body down, but it doesn't seem to have done. I don't know how he's still going. The man is in incredible shape. His wrestling ability is just flawless. And just everything about him is incredible. He's played his career so perfectly, you know, having TNA building himself as one of the stars in that company, going to the independence ring of honor, having his kind of run throughout there and then just owning New Japan. And he kind of cemented himself as one of the building blocks of when New Japan was really starting to get its popularity around the 2014 mark. Just played it, like, almost exact. From when he joined New Japan was just the perfect time, and the Bullet Club stuff really put him in that kind of... Everyone knew how good he was already, but then he just kind of cemented it from his New Japan work. Um Obviously, one of the most iconic matches that people talk about is AJ versus Nakamura. And it is a great, great match between those two. Um, people who have only ever seen Nakamura in WE owe themselves to check out Nakamura in New Japan. It's it's a completely different ball game. Oh, God, completely. I, I'm so depressed when I see Nakamura in WE. Yeah, it's I, I just don't understand it at all. I, I keep going, is it more the heavier schedule and you get to see him wrestle more or is it just how they're making him wrestle i just don't understand what the disconnect is yeah i know but yeah new japan nakamura was amazing and as was a but aj styles has stayed consistent in every company he's wrestled in yeah you can watch him here in ring of honor he had great matches in shikara what was what was that match series he did where he he had like three matches over over the course of a night and so he, he messed up a springboard on the first night. Oh, yeah. This so was a bell. Up, what was this? I think it was Shikara where it happened. But I'm blanking at the moment. So he messes up a springboard on the first night. And everyone's like, oh, AJ messed up. You suck. And then the second night he goes for it again. But he turns it into a story. And he, like, messes up again. And everyone's like, the hell? And then the third night he messes up again. But then he eventually hits it. So he turns a story after all of his screw-ups. Who yeah, does that? It was genius. Who does yeah. that? Yeah, and it was amazing. I don't think anyone's had a more successful debut in WE than AJ Styles. His, it still doesn't feel real to me, which is why he's so high on this list. I can still turn on SmackDown and AJ will come out and I go, oh, yes, here we go. This is awesome. Um, the fact that they can announce two <laughs> days before a pay-per-view 
that AJ is going to face Finn and it makes you go, oh, yes, this is awesome. Yeah, it's, that's, it's the main reason I watched the show. I probably wouldn't have bothered watching the whole thing if it wasn't for that. No, it, it gave it that kind of allure, if you were. And then on Raw, he, you know, one night only with Raw and then the next night on Raw, he's tag teaming with the Shield. Yeah. And then he's beating them up backstage. <laughs> Classic logic. Um, but I, f- I feel like when they did his debut and they kind of knew what they had and they put him to the start straight away and they had it so he didn't win the title straight away either so it didn't feel cheap but he did win the title and held it for a long time and the title it just felt deserved you know he'd been in the company two three months at that point yeah something like that and then won the won the world title and it just felt right and he he doesn't really need it now he hasn't needed it since he lost it um i'm hoping he does get it back soon and it kind of happens. And I hope that that Finn and AJ match, you know, middle of the card has kind of made WWE go, oh, we can just give them their kind of, you know, nudge, nudge, dream matches kind of thing. And they'll, they'll kind of be happy and they'll continue that. Uh, I, I, I think, and I'll put money on this, that it will be Nakamura or AJ at WrestleMania. Do you reckon? A hundred percent. They, they know what they've got with those two and they know to get buy rate you put those two in a match, you're gonna you're gonna get so much from everyone. Yeah, I hope so. I hope they I hope they think that as well and they're not insecure about sort of ripping off New Japan or anything like that, do you know what I mean? No, no, I hope not too, but uh I think it just makes sense for the two of them. Unless, you know, AJ wins the rumble and he goes for the title, whatever. As long as as long as there's a solid match, because He's stolen the show every single WrestleMania, and I feel like he deserves a good third one. And you just go through AJ's accomplishments, and it's exhausting the amount you have to read for what he's done. Um, I don't think there's anyone listening to this who isn't aware of AJ Styles and how good he is, so I'm going to shut up there. Nice, good choice. And yeah, I know like it seems mad that AJ Styles isn't in my top five, but this is just the top five I wrote today. And how I was feeling today. Do you know what I mean? Like it could, yeah. If I wrote this tomorrow, it could change again. And but AJ Styles is definitely up there as one of my favourites as well. But um, but my number two um, on this list that I wrote today. Are we in Japan again? We're not. We're moving Wait. away. Yeah, we're moving away from the Orient, and we are now in um, in the United Kingdom, where we sit oh. right now, my friend. And my number two is the Bruiserweight Pete Dunne. Nice. No crossovers. No crossovers. Well, hang on. no, we haven't done our number one. We might have I the same number one. I don't care. It's my number one. I don't care. I get my moment. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so, Pete Dunne. Um, in many ways, he's my new redacted. He's um, someone... That's hope not. Hey? Let's hope not. No, let's hope he doesn't do anything like that. But yeah, like, Benoit was my guy when I was younger. And uh, Pete, I find myself rooting for Pete Dunne like I did for him i just want ben i just want god i just want Dunn to have um so much success i think he's got his character locked in his wrestling style combines technical wrestling strong style and being a vicious bastard which are all like big ticks for me that's like all of my favorite things about wrestling styles he has in one um his nxt match with uh, with um Bates that we talked about was just yeah. best best wwe match of the year easily um, I just think I just think he's phenomenal, and 
he's a lot of things that like people don't give Dunn credit for as well is yes he wrestles incredibly well technically but he's also can put on really good funny matches like his comedy is good as well yeah, um, he's done good. We he, saw him at Lucha Forever, didn't we? And he did a good, yeah, um, you, good you comedy. You see him bit. on the indies, and uh, yeah, he was wrestling Bait again, wasn't he? Yeah. So we were lucky to kind of have a preview before that NXT match. Um, I just saw him a couple of weeks ago at Riptide, where because Lycos has got a broken arm at the moment, and um, Brooks was looking for a new tag team partner. So we asked anyone to come into the ring with a Lycos match, and he'll pick a tag team partner. So you got all these like scrawny trainees getting the ring, and then. Pete comes in with a with a Lycos ma- mask on, and just the comedy between the two was really good. And it was a great start to the match. And then, but when the match started, as you say, you had just that aggression and that flawless wrestling style. Whenever he hits anyone in the face and says "Have it," I just get very excited. <laughs> he's he's brilliant. He's just I've I've never seen I've never seen a bad Pete Dunne match. I enjoy everything he does. Um, based on internet response and things like that, the Americans are mad about him as well. Every time he's on WE telly or NXT or whatever, um, everyone just goes mad for him. They they all desperately want him on their tellies more. He's got the potential to be a huge star and they need to pull the trigger on him. And he's a good heel as well. He's that kind of heel where you do want to hate him because um, we, we've met him a couple of times now and he he is just not to ruin kayfabe, but a genuinely really nice person. Yeah, he's super sweet. Um, but, you, but then we see him on the TV and we go, oh, look at that smug little dickhead. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, he's perfect. He's he's just so good. And I mentioned that NXT match. Like, you've got to throw it on. I already mentioned that to Tyler Bate, who could could be in this list if I wrote it on another day as well. He's also, he's another one who, um, who I've yet to see have a bad match and is just absolutely stunning. No, yeah, yeah. Um... Pretty much anyone you have from from that tournament is, yeah, just they they chose correctly for everyone that they picked from that tournament to go in to go in there made sense and to put the title on Tyler um, was a great choice and then to have Pete win it at Takeover I'm I'm a little I'll be honest I'm a little bit disappointed with they seem to pull the trigger really quickly on this whole UK tournament and then just no follow-up. It's because of their budget cuts thing. That's what people are saying anyway. They're just trying to save money at the moment. They've cancelled loads of good original content on the network. They've got rid of pyros at shows. They're, they're just trying to save money at the moment. And part of that is um, is not putting on these UK shows that they were planning to put on. But Yeah, apparently it did cost quite... like a stupid amount to put on those two days but fine do it within nxt then yeah what they i think if you check online now it is actually listed as the nxt uk championship okay that's interesting so i think they have kind of changed it and switched it over but they seem to have them like every taping they'll have some kind of uk tournament match and obviously i don't want to get saturated and they're still building their roster the ones they've kind of um are highlighting you got wolfgang they use uh dan maloney for live shows and you got tyler and trent and that's and mandrews obviously and that's kind of who they're highlighting uh so you can't really make too much with six people no but yeah, yeah, but Pete Pete Dunn Pete Dunn needs to mix it up with um with all of the NXT roster, not just the Brits. Yeah, yeah, well, they, they all do. Definitely. They're all great. 
Yeah, because he, um, he faced uh, Jack Gallagher as well. I think Progress did a did a match in New York where he faced Gallagher. I think I think that didn't happen in the end. I think um, oh, didn't it? I think Gallagher suffered a minor injury or something that stopped that match happening. Um, but it, I know, but it was booked. Um, but yeah, if I remember right, Gallagher had to pull out for one reason or another. Weak, weak. I know. So, sorry, sorry to disappoint you. Sorry, I've been trying to think of a match this whole time, um, which James showed me my trainer last time I was at his. Uh, speaking of Tyler Bate, Tyler Bate versus Jay Lethal. It was kind of when Tyler was just kind of starting out, and no one really knew what he could do. And he faces Jay Lethal, and he just starts doing all of this crazy stuff. It's they wrestle for SWA, and this was back in 2014. So he's like 18, 17 at the time. It's, it's gross. More, more, more depressing, depressing for how young they are. Yeah. Um, but go and check. It's on YouTube. It's an SWA free match: Jay Lethal versus Tyler Bate, and that was when he was first kind of getting his he'd start doing stuff like the flips over the ropes and his high flying stuff. And no one knew he could do it at, at that time. He was, he was still quite little and stocky. Yeah. Uh, with an amazing mustache. And, <laughs> um, it's, it, it's a great match. It really is a great match. So definitely recommend, I'll, I'll link it later as well. Uh, lethal versus Tyler Bate. I've got a lot of matches to link later. I'm going to be knackered. Yeah, man. Yeah. You keep you, your mouth's um, getting you in trouble. Right. And checks my ass. Can't cash. <laughs> So that's my number two. So we're on to your number one, my good friend. Which could be your number one, and then we're in trouble. You're yeah. going to have to yell C-Nation. I know. I don't think I will, though. My number one, as Jesse puts it, we are heading over to the Orient. <laughs> I didn't like saying that. I might edit that out. I'm not happy with that. Oh, do you, do you, don't, you, you just don't carry it off with the same swagger I do. <laughs> um, my number one pick, 100% without a doubt, he's the reason... I just, I just love watching him wrestle every single time, and I will search out his matches far and wide. Tetsuya Naito is my number one pick as all-time favorite current wrestler. Hey, good choice. He is, and this is the one I was talking about earlier, where I watched a documentary a couple of days ago. It's um, The Fall and Rise of uh, Tetsuya Naito. Um, I can't remember. Let me see if I can find the YouTube company that does it, because they do some really cool ones. They did one on uh, Shibata as well, who was a really good one. Actually, he was someone who I really wanted to put on my top five, but I was like, eh, does it count? Is it okay? Yeah, we don't know. We don't know whether he's current or former right now, do we? Yeah. Is he alive? No one knows. <laughs> um, where's it gone? Where's it gone? Uh, yeah, The Fallen Rise of Tetsuya Naito, which is done by a company named by... do 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 Um... Showbuckle. Showbuckle on YouTube do some really cool um, retrospectives of like New Japan and the explaining of the storylines in such a good way. Uh, the guy's got quite a monotone voice, but the way he kind of talks about it makes it really believable. It's weird, but check it out. Uh, Showbuckle. I'll be posting that link as well later, just to add to, more to the list. Nice. Uh, shout out to Showbuckle. Shout out to Showbuckle. But um, yeah, the, just the whole career of um, NATO, because obviously, as I said, I got into New Japan a couple of years ago, and I got into New Japan when he was starting to come back, and he was that I don't really care anymore. So I wasn't really too familiar with his relationship with New Japan before that, 
It's really interesting. I won't say all of it because it's all in documentary, but it's kind of a case of um, him wanting to be this kind of almost crazy baby-faced, a new um, Tanahashi in a way, and a sense of when he'd kind of wrestle and he, and he could never kind of reach that status. Whenever he did, whenever he won a tournament, the crowd would just kind of sour on him immediately. And to the point that two times in like the new Japan history, they voted to kind of not make his matches the main event. They've chosen someone else to be the main event over him yeah, because the crowd just kind of sour on him. Yeah. Like it's horrible. The stuff that can happen to him. And <laughs> You know, New Japan just kind of turned on him, basically, and we're just like, eh, you're okay. It's the right like, syndrome. Get there, but... Yeah, completely. Um, but he took it in the best way, that he eventually just went, screw it, I'm leaving then. And he went to, um, he did some work in Mexico when he wrestled for CML- CMLL um, and did a lot of great work there. Eventually returned to New Japan and slowly built himself back up, but then again, didn't have a great time when he came back. But when he started doing his um, Los Ingobernables, nailed the pronunciation, baby! Yeah, baby. Um, that's when he really started to hit his stride. And, you know, he finally, before that, he obviously did start beating Tanahashi and kind of silencing those demons. And everyone was really starting to get behind him. And his it makes so much more sense, his whole tranquilo and just not caring gimmick, um, if you watch his documentary is just what makes it so good. You know, he finally wins the title. He doesn't care. He he throws it away because it's kind of a case of why you didn't respect me. Why should I respect this title? And everything he does in the ring, especially if you watch this documentary, I don't know if it's just the way this guy tells the story, but the character is just genius. It really is. And so I got into him quite late, but when I did and I started seeing them in, Los Ingobernables, yes, twice, baby. <laughs> it was kind of a case of just kind of immediately. Um, we've mentioned another Lij member, <laughs> Takahashi earlier. Yeah, two Takahashi. in your list. Two in my list, and um, I'm not going to lie, I could fill up a lot of this top five with them. They they are what make me watch New Japan. They really are. Um, I think Sonada's brilliant. I think Sonada of the next five odd years is going to be a huge talent. He's incredible. Evil needs a lot more. He gets a lot of recognition, but he needs a lot more than what he kind of does at the moment. I think evil's incredible. Uh, Bushi, like you're, you're right. He is kind of the, the outside. I haven't really seen a lot of him from what I do. He's, he's good. I like it, but the others just do kind of steal the spotlight quite a bit. Yeah. They, NATO's the best possible faction leader, though, isn't he? For like, he just does it so well. Yeah, yeah. The fact that he, you know, cares more about his hat than he does about <laughs> the titles and the winning just is so good. And um, when he won the G1 Climax this year, I was so happy. I love Kenny Omega, I really do. That was the hardest final for me to watch because I was pulling for Omega and I was pulling for NATO. But I was like, no, I need NATO to win this, and they had. Such a great match. Such a good match. And he that that'll be in my top five end of year. I don't think that's gonna change. I absolutely loved watching those two go at it and I'm kinda of sad they haven't had more this year or if it's not leading to uh, Kingdom at all. But I I think it's safe to say that Okada's gonna remain champion till Kingdom, right? Uh oh god, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the uh, he breaks the record for the longest reigning champion the day 
uh, the day before Wrestle Kingdom. Crazy. Yeah. So how good is that? Him versus yeah, him versus Neo, and hopefully history won't repeat itself, and the crowd will start to sour on him. I don't <laughs> see that really happening with no. this kind of the way it's going. Um, my favorite thing about that is when he did face uh, Takahashi. And they were going to do another vote where Takahashi was like, oh, let's let's put it to a vote and see who should main event. Should it be because Kenny was not as crazy established as he is now? You know, that match made him established. So to have him in the main event with Okada was a bit like, yeah, OK. So they, they was like, should, should we be the main event? And NATO just immediately went, no, we'll do mid card. It's fine. Like stealing his run for the most amount of main events before and that match between those two was so good at kingdom yes yeah it was amazing really, his entrance and just the crowd oh, that just... the eye titantron thing was so cool yeah the crowd were just alive for it and the whole match was so good i think if obviously if okada and omega hadn't done what they'd done that night easily the best match tonight yes definitely so I'm hoping, and NATO is my number one favorite wrestler at the moment. I, I, I'm going back and watching like pretty much his whole wrestle discography, wrestleography. Is that word making a word? Yeah, wrestleography. I like it. I'm watching his whole wrestleography at the moment. It's taken me a long time, but I'm working my way through the Stardust Genius, and I've never been happier. So, come January, new IWGP Heavyweight Champion, baby. <laughs> Nice, and he'll be against my number five, Okada, so we will both be rooting for our guys in that match. That'll be awesome. Definitely. Sweet. We're, we're, we're like taking that Thursday and Friday off, right? We we have to kind of watch that. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, come here and um, watch it with me. Cool. All right. Cool. Um, <laughs> uh, what's, what's, the, what's the timing on? Japanese, it starts at like five in the morning or something, doesn't it? So we'll have to... Uh kind of varies doesn't it because like some shows start at like 8 30 in the morning which is amazing i love getting up and just be like japan yeah. well let, let's work out let's work out um at some point when it actually starts and then work out what we're gonna do whether we're gonna stay up all night and watch it or get up super early and sort of watch it over a nice breakfast or something that'd be a nice new experience well that'd Nothing. be a, that'd be a nice new experience for us because whenever we watch wrestling live together we have to stay up into the dead of night so actually get, get getting up and uh, watching it will be really nice that's that's another thing i know we're getting old with because i'm getting to that point now like i was actually gonna skip work and watch tlc but i wasn't gonna stay up and watch it i was actually gonna go to bed but get up early and then watch it in the morning watch, yeah <laughs> <laughs> have a good eight hours and then we'll get up and watch it i never watched the, the the last time i watched wwe live was wrestlemania i just i just Try my best to stay spoiler free all Monday and then watch it Monday after work. It's hard. It's hard, especially like I because I used to do that as well. It'd be kind of a case of just not not watch it, but then stay spoiler free. But the problem is, I used to go to wrestling training on Mondays. Yeah, so I used to walk into a room full of wrestling fans and I'd be just be like, Shh, yeah, no talking, sure. no talking about the wrestling. <laughs> And then one would try and be cryptic, and be like, did you see when Thingy Wonder World? I'd like, I know, I know who world's champion. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> Idiots. Cool. All right, put me out of my misery. What's your number one? My number one. And if it wasn't for the last couple of weeks, I think he probably would have been three or four, but he's been flown to number one um, as my uh, current wrestler. Uh, yeah, you got uh, it. Uh, Sami Zayn is the man right now. I love, wow. I've, I've always loved Sami. As you know, mainly because he looks a bit like me. Um, 
he loves Scarpunk like me and wears flat caps like me. All good things. But, um, I, like, I, you, you know, I loved him in NXT and always was a massive Sami Zayn fan. But he's the first out and out babyface that I ever really liked. And that was a bit weird for me. Like, normally wrestlers I like are heels or have heel tendencies. Your phone just went off right in my ear. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um, but his matches in NXT with Neville, Owens, Nakamura, uh, just stunning matches, all because of him, mainly. Just the storytelling he put on, the amazing wrestling ability best WWE matches that have happened in recent years, I would say. And like I said, he'd be lower down on the list if it wasn't for his heel turn recently, which he's just pulled off so effortlessly. But and how? How has he pulled off this heel turn? It's amazing. It's, it is, but why? I know, I don't know. Well, we said earlier, and I think it's become um, quite a popular thing on the internet. People are saying he's like Peter Parker in Spider-Man 3 when he gets the black <laughs> Spider-Man costume, just dancing around everywhere and just being a dick. And... It, it really Brilliant. is. Like, no one ever plays a heel. It's just like, you know that, that, I say that kid, this is me when I play video games. Like, if I win, I'm unbearable to, like, play with. Yeah. Um, just, just the people hate me. Um, Lou, who we used, I, we played some worms with once. And I always remember this because Lou is a very sweet, gentle person. We played worms and she, you know, she enjoys her video games and we, and we had a, a quick little game. And it was a case of I beat her, but I rubbed it in so much that she threatened to stand over my bed with a knife while I slept. That's how much <laughs> I pissed her off. So she said that. shut your phone up. Sorry. So I feel like it's um yeah, he's playing that level of character of just like he's not a bad guy, he's just an unbearable dickhead. Yeah, and I love it. So now it feels totally natural for me to love Sami Zayn again because all, all other wrestlers I've liked have been dicks one way or another. You know, whether it's um, like Pete Dunne, you know, sort of pulling fingers apart or Benoit killing your family. You know, just things people do that turn them into dicks. Uh, but um, but now Sammy's joined that club, which is great. And it's, it's proved... I, I would never have believed that he could be a good heel a couple of weeks ago. If someone had said to me, Sammy Zane should turn heel, I would have said, that's a stupid idea, he'd be terrible. But he's com- he's completely proved me wrong. He's 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 amazing at it. Him scar dancing in front of Shane and then <laughs> the chest of Randy and then dancing away. It's probably so I, I don't even know. It's probably the best thing that's ever happened. He's so amazing. Just I mean, Randy trying not to lose it as well when he did it. Just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Randy's Randy's in his. Um, I do enjoy watching Randy because he's in his um, give no shit stage of his career, isn't he? He doesn't really. He's in his. It's great. He's in his. I give no shits in my career stage, and he's also in the. He's wrestling really good people, and he's yeah. enjoying it again. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, big uh, big fan of Randy when he cares, and when he cares, there's not many people better. But um, Sammy, uh, this turn to me has proved that he is an all round every element of what makes a good professional wrestler. Like, Sami Zayn with his heel turn has now nailed everything that makes you a good professional wrestler, I think. He's proved that he could be a top talent. I love his look. His wrestling style's awesome. Um, he seems like the nicest guy in the world in real life. Um, he played the baby face perfectly in that Gargano, Daniel Bryan way we were talking about, where he can be this 
completely nice guy and it doesn't get annoying. And now he's turned heel and he's doing it so convincingly and amazingly. And it's just entertainment. Nothing is entertaining me more in wrestling right now than Sami Zayn. I I would 100% agree. I didn't think it would work. It didn't make sense when it happened at Hell in a Cell. Um, but they've just but it made you, it made you tune in though, didn't it? It did. I wanted to know why Sammy did it. Yeah, me too. And with his stupid little French Canadian accent, trying to be a badass. Oh, it was so good. It's amazing. Sammy Zayn. Sammy Zayn. If he's on telly, I'm watching right now. And as this is as this is current wrestlers, that he is completely. He deserves to be number one all the way for me. Yeah, and I really hope they, they end up doing something with it. Um, I, I read a, a theory online today, which I really like, that uh, if, you know, Kevin Owens, if he loses his qualifier match next week, that means him and Sammy are out of team SmackDown. So if they come in and ruin it for SmackDown and make them lose the match, that adds to the feud with them against the authority figures. Yeah, that'd be great. And I think that's a smart way to play it. I hope they do something with them. Like, I'd like to see, well, Ke- Kevin Owens has the potential and I'm sure will be one day um, to be a massive baby face, right? Like he's just got, got, he's already super popular anyway, but he, he has the potential to be this huge baby face. One of the top baby faces of the company, I think. And I think this is the way to start it. We're going to keep going. So Sammy has sort of joined Kevin Owens and sort of gone, no, he's right. You know, being a dick does work, but Sammy's going to just take it too far. He's just going to keep being a dick to the point where it's making Kevin Owens a bit uncomfortable how evil Sammy's being. And that's what's going to eventually sort of turn Kevin face and we're going to get a massive baby face from Kevin Owens out of this. Yeah, because as you said last week, it's kind of a case of Owens can't turn on Sammy again. Sammy has to turn on Owens to kind of really cement himself. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it would be a huge shock if he did. It really would be. Yeah. So, yeah, solid choice. We didn't have to say C-Nation once. I am beyond surprised that we Not didn't a single, have a crossover. I'm amazed we didn't have a crossover. That's, but I think we've named probably 10 of the best wrestlers oh, uh, God, going yeah. today. Not your, to top, your, top like, five, your top five would be in my top 10. Yeah, um, same for you. And I'll read you some of the other names I had in my list. I had Shibata, if I could have had him. Yeah. Um, Eddie Edwards, Jimmy Havoc, Marty Scroll. Uh, Ricochet, uh, Ishii, Cesaro, Champa, you know, all of these guys, I was just like, oh, I want to put them in my list so badly because they are incredible wrestlers and I love watching them every time I see them, but there was just no space. Could these make a series out of this easily for weeks? Oh God, yeah. Yeah, I would have included all of them. Um, Finn Balor I would include as well. Um, maybe more so Prince Devitt from New Japan, but... Um be that as it may, like, you know, Fergal Devitt as a wrestler uh, is up there for me. There's just, yeah, so many names. So many names. Um, we haven't even discussed next week's top five, have we? Do you want to split we right now? Well, should we quickly, let's quickly get to, um, oh, well, get to yeah, the Milky Way. The and, Milky Way. Um, and we can see what some people said. So um, let's start with um, crap username 47. Puts, <laughs> um, puts Asuka. With a full stop at the end, rude. And no, I think with, that's just like that's it. With no, no yet yeah, no reasoning, no nothing. This is what I'm talking about. You need to give your reasoning. You can't just say names. Um, who else has done good? So um, get Shrek, boy. 
<coughs> Excuse me. And I think winner for best username of the week. Yeah, well done, get Shrek boy. No, actually, um, below him, look, we've got your hot uncle, which I quite like. Nice. But, um, yeah, get Shrek boy has given us reasons, like I asked for. Thank you, get Shrek boy. You are the only person I like. He has Wait, said. Wait, there's another one. I'll read the one afterwards that gives okay. other reasons. Okay, so he said Okada, nice. Cesaro, Seth Rollins, Kenny Omega, and Kevin Owens. KO, because WWE has done a good job of booking him as the top heel on SmackDown Live, not the current WWE champion, him. Fair enough. Omega, because the guy can put on instant classics at will, basically what we were sort of saying. Uh-huh. Seth, Seth, because I liked his chicken shit heel character back when he was the top guy, and I'm starting to like his face run with Dean, and hopefully it will lead to a face Seth versus heel Dean. I love the idea yes. of that. Definitely, I like that. because I loved seeing their matches. Their Hell in a Cell match and stuff was wicked, but yeah, heel Dean would be a great edge. They had a Lumberjack match at SummerSlam. Do you remember that? That was really yes, good. Yes, great match. Um, yeah. Uh, Cesaro, because the man... Sorry, Cesaro, because the man has made every <laughs> tag team he has been in work, and he's probably the modern-day Kurt Angle in terms of wrestling. I would disagree okay. with that. You are wrong. Um, and I see where he's coming from. Do you? I, I, don't, I wouldn't compare him to Angle. Wrestling I, ability, I feel like if you give him, give him the shot, and he's put on a lot of good stuff in terms of... His ability is unrivaled at the moment. Did he win a gold medal with a broken, broken freaking neck? No, he didn't. And he no. does like black people. Yeah, he did win the tag titles with broken freaking teeth, though. <laughs> Fair play. New t-shirt, yeah. It's, there you go. <laughs> he didn't actually win the titles that match, did he? Um, I think I think that was the match he lost a bit, actually. Um, yeah. And um, Okada, just because, just like Omega, he can put on great matches against almost anybody. Well done, Get shrek boy. You did what you were told. There's another one uh, down below. Daducha. 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 Uh, Alistair Black, because he oozes cool, and we're both from the Netherlands. That's pretty sweet as well. I should have really guessed Daducha was from the Netherlands, shouldn't I? Daducha, yeah. Daducha. I, I love Alistair Black as well, although, um, yeah, no, there's there's no one, though. He's, he's cool. Move on. Yeah, good choice. Uh, AJ Styles, he doesn't need explaining, and Jesse Eyes, he does. No, well, no, no. Earlier, so that's fine. Um, Biggie, he's just so damn entertaining, both on TV and Twitter. Gotta get those Twitter followers, yo. Follow us at twitter.com forward slash got till five. Yeah, man. Uh, till Nikki... with two L's. Yeah. I think people know how to spell till at this point. I think we're it's good. Not, yeah. Till, till like, like what you pay for something on in a shop. Um, Don't yeah. let me get the dictionary out again. Uh, Nikki Cross, because You're she plays dick. her character so well, she's amazing to <laughs> <laughs> and finally Braun Strowman he's one of the best things about WE every week for a large part of the year Braun Strowman's a very very good choice actually I feel yeah. a little bit wrong for not including him actually yeah I agree yeah for entertainment value Braun Strowman's been incredible this year yeah definitely um, any more that we kind of agree with I want to I want to point out Cyber Dog Meat they included Okada which is fine NATO which is a good choice but then the other three are Osprey, Jay White, and Juice Robinson. I don't deny that they're, they're good, and they are very good, but yeah, out but of the, your top five? The best current. He's obviously a New Japan um, smart. Yeah, I know. Poor, poor Jay White. I like Jay White. But, um, <laughs> but, but putting him in the top five of current wrestlers is a bit mental. It's true. Uh, <coughs> last one for me, Shira Mirishi, uh, top five. Number one being Neville. 
Very good choice. I only started liking him after his heel turn. Vanilla Face Neville was great, but I couldn't attach to him as a character. Heel Neville was something else, and his in-ring work is probably one of the best. Yeah, I agree um, with that. Number and two, I can't Bray. Wait to see him in the Indies. I know, right? We're going to go to every show. Yeah. Uh, Bray Wyatt still credible to me. Uh, upside down, unhappy face. Kenny Omega, Drew McIntyre, and Hiromo Tak Takahashi. Nice, good list. Um, although he didn't give reasons for his, um, his got bored after number two. Yeah, stupid man. But um, yeah, good choices. Um, there was someone who um, tried to. Who is? Oh, it's um, JQNCG is his name. So his list is Hiromu Takahashi, Kagetsu, Mayu Iwatani, Tetsuya Naito, Kazuchika Okada. But. Good God, you are showing off, my friend. Just trying to, with all the, oh, I know, I know all the Japanese wrestlers. It's like, yeah, there's no place for you. Get out. I love that we, we, we mock those people, but that's us. If we had, if we weren't so proud, if we weren't as proud as we were. If I knew who they were, I'd be, I'd be including them on lists as well. Yeah. Iwatani is, uh, yeah, that, that's above my pay grade. Yeah, yeah, he is mine as well, I'm afraid. I'm not sure who that is. You beat us, GQNCG. Do you know who Kagetsu is? Kagetsu rings a bell, but I wouldn't know off the top of my head. No, Let I, me have I, a quick I, don't, I, don't, I don't know who Kagetsu is. Kagetsu. Kagetsu. <laughs> uh, yeah, it doesn't even come up when I Google it. I've typed in Kagetsu wrestler. Um, it appears to be a woman. Hmm. Um Japanese woman I have never seen her before in my life so that that that's us that that's what you get for showing off that's we call you, you out on it yeah and they tag Chris Wolf as like the, the handle so actually Chris Wolf is amazing she's really good so but uh thank you got till five Milky Way I can't believe I'm letting you stick that name on here but uh, <laughs> that's a great name <laughs> Got to five, Milky Way. We always appreciate your responses, even if we do berate them a little bit. It uh, is always appreciated that you get involved. Um, so that's our top five for top five current wrestlers. You cannot disagree with this list, so don't even bother trying. And um, next week, let's have a chat about next week, shall we? What are we going to do? We haven't we haven't even discussed at all what we're going to do next week. We're we? going to spitball. I'll give I'll give you some choices. Okay. Um, <clears throat> okay, so we could go. We've talked a lot about New Japan this week, so we could do something New Japan themed. Uh, we could do something Survivor Series related. We could do a little Survivor Series series. Nice pun on yeah, the name because we've got we've got a few weeks until the show, haven't we? Um, yeah, nineteen. Uh, there's I think a lot we can do with it, uh, or we could do a hypothetical um, scenario like Desert Island or restaurant dinner, something of that nature. What like a explain? So if I said to you, name me five wrestling personalities, so wrestlers or managers or anyone that you could sit down and have dinner with, who oh, would okay. you pick? Uh, um, yeah, we could do that. Um, I don't know about I don't know about next week though. No, I'm not organised enough for that kind of stuff. No, let's uh, let's go for. What should we go for? We could start a. Um, we could start a Survivor Series. We could just do top five Survivor Series matches, not not Survivor Series like elimination matches, just Survivor Series matches. And okay, I was actually, I was going to save that a week before the pay per view. So what if we did 
Survivor Series moments. Moments. Because there's quite quite a lot of moments, like famous moments. You know, you've had a lot of debuts. You've had a lot of people turning on each other. You've had a lot of... There's just a lot that's kind of happened in Survivor Series. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Let's do that. All right. <laughs> Spitballing. <laughs> Pre-production meeting. <laughs> Baby. So this is uh, the start of our very well-planned and organized Survivor Series series. Nice. Uh, which is kind of fitting because we're called Got Till Five. So five on five. Yeah, very good. I like it. All comes together eventually, doesn't it? Um, So, yeah, tune in next week for our top five on top five Survivor Series moments. Huzzah. So, I think is that us done for the week? I presume so. Very good. You you good? I'm I'm good. I just hope I've recorded this properly. If I have, (laughs) um, everyone listening, please get in touch and say how much better the recording quality is when um, Ah, when it's done by me. Please do that. It would hurt my soul. Um, Yeah. Check us out. Um, please share and subscribe. I'm going to be working on a giveaway in a couple of weeks, so stay tuned for that. Um, really? Just, yeah, just doesn't know anything about this. But they don't I'm deserve working. anything. <laughs> they don't, but I need more people to come and listen, so you give them free <laughs> shit and they come. Oh, so we're, we're going to be working on a giveaway for, for people. It will just be a case of liking and subscribing a particular post. Um, but if you haven't subscribed already, please go ahead and click that big subscribe button. It's free. Who cares anyway? Um, share it around and tell everyone to check us out because we're having a lot of fun doing this and we hope you're having a lot of fun listening to this. Well said, brother. Yes. Okay. So I brought us in. So that means you have to sign us off this week. Ooh, exciting. Okay. Um, thank you everyone for listening for my beautiful co-host, Jesse Benz. We will see you all next week. Until next time, my friends, bye-bye. You have until the count of five. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. You got to the count of five.